Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Money and chillflation. Uh, maybe we can start with a joke and Monique, you can be the judge. Kate, you've got a joke. You just give us a score out of 10 and I'll, I'll start with mine. My joke is this. I read it on Self Wealth Live last night, Kate. I just read a stock market report. Helium was up. Feathers were down. Paper was stationary. I got a bit of a laugh there. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Well, out of 10, what do you give it? Well, I'll give it like. Come on. Helium was up. Just remember this. Feathers were down. Paper was stationary. And it relates to finance. I got to get bonus points for that. I'll give it a seven because you, you have room to grow. Room to grow. It was a very okay. logical joke. It wasn't as funny. Okay, good. I'll give it a two. A two. Thankfully, you're not voting in this. You have to come up with another joke. <laughs> I'll be next next month's joke. Okay, next month's joke. Does that mean I win this week? Well, my joke recently is not a uh, investing one. Oh, it's okay. You can use that. Okay. What did the drummer call his twin daughters? Please tell me. And a one and a two. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Anyway, Monique, we're getting thoughts? worse. <laughs> Definitely a 10. I mean. Definitely a 10. Well, that's because you go to gigs every ten. week. Okay. So, we're back for Chillflation. This week, uh, this month, once a week, we'll sit down with Monique. Once a month, hopefully. Once a month. Monique, our producer, who's normally behind the camera, behind the mic, um, you can um, get on in front of the mic and, and say some things and share some of your money wisdom with us. And so these are going to be a bit more laid back. So, we're going to talk about inflation and the economy. A lot of people are freaking out. And then we're going to bring in some of our own kind of money or investing hacks. Sound yeah. good? Yeah, and I thought just talking about how we're looking at our own investing approach at the moment and staying calm with everything going on because the headlines mm. are a bit scary as we've been talking about a bit recently. Yeah, it's super scary. Um, and by far the most important thing on people's mind is inflation. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Sam Wiley on the show recently. He was great at explaining how it all works and how it all comes together from like a big picture perspective. Mm, and even what causes a recession. Yeah, what causes it too. So just so we know, let's get some definitions out of the way. Um, a bear market is typically, it's considered when something falls 20%. So that's that's kind of the line in the sand. It doesn't really make a difference if it's 21 or 19. To be honest, you probably still feel the same. Uh, and the other thing is a recession. Technically, the media outlets could say a recession is here if we have two quarters. So, that's six months where the economy goes backwards. That's basically all it is. Now, what does that mean for individuals? Um, well, it typically means a lot of fear, right? There's people scared at the moment. Uh, overnight, as we record this, 23rd of June, overnight, um, I, I heard on the radio as I was coming in, in the UK, there's 9.1% inflation. So, that was for the year ended May uh, 2022. So that's a 40 year high. So that sounds pretty scary. First in 40 years. Um, and that was, it was 9.1% inflation, which is up from 9%. And that's mainly been driven by energy prices. Energy prices are going through the roof, even here in Australia. Um, the current rate on inflation in Australia is 5.1%. Um, so that's the price of a cup of coffee going up 5.1%. Um, in the US, it's about 8%. So all of these major economies throughout the world have huge amounts of inflation and there are multiple causes for that. I guess at the end of the day, what does it mean for investors? It means typically interest rates will go up. So um, your investment portfolio will go down 
that's how you can think about it. So, Monique, you have the IOZ ETF. Yep, yep, I do. Good, good pick. Um, so, that ETF invests in the top 200 Australian shares. Now, the idea is that if interest rates uh, go up, more people would pull their money out of an ETF like that and put it into the bank because it's safer and they get a better yield from their interest. Um, another reason that they might pull the money out of an ETF like that is if uh, they think that all the companies that are inside that ETF are going to struggle with inflation. Right. So then their profits go down. So you get like a double whammy. You get people pulling out because they think there are better options elsewhere. And also the companies may be less profitable for, for the year ahead. Um, and then so what does it mean for investors? Uh, for, for Not for investors, for people just listening to the podcast that have money anywhere. Well, it means that your mortgage is going to get more expensive. Kate, welcome to home ownership. <laughs> um, so your mortgage is going to get more expensive unless you've locked in your rate. Um, do you have a? Did you lock in your rate, Monique? Yeah, I got a fixed for three years. Three years. I and think mine's actually split, so I've got a variable and a fixed rate. Yep. Yeah. So you, when did you buy your house? Was it July last twenty twenty one? Just over a year. Just over a year. So, and you said three years. So you still got two years to go. Yeah. Yep. So you're probably in the sweet spot for locking in your rate that was yep. probably like perfect timing yeah because typically the way it works is if you go to lock it in when interest rates have already risen the banks know that they're already two months ahead of you so the rates have already gone up like ages ago mm-hmm. um and kate you did mostly fixed didn't mostly you? fixed yeah the interesting thing was during the process because rates have been changing quite a lot recently you can actually pay to lock in your rate during the process if your uh-huh. your lender allows you so i did that just to have a bit of certainty about what was uh coming ahead um in the time between uh, signing the contract and settlement so, so that's an option i didn't know existed before so you yeah, i didn't know that so you in the period in which you were applying for a loan and finding a house you could pay a fee and lock in a rate Oh, it was once I'd sent the contract to oh, the once lender. You sent the yeah, okay. so that was because it was a thirty-day period. I paid a set fee to lock in that rate, just so I knew what I was getting. So if the RBA did hike interest rates again in that thirty-day period, and the bank decided to pass that on the fixed rate, I got to keep the rate I'd already locked in. Ah, huh. how much did that cost? Like it was five hundred dollar flat fee. So okay, which. When if a rate's increasing by half a percent, five hundred dollars is not that much in the yeah. in four or five years. Can you reveal how much like um, the fixed rate was on your mortgage? I think it was four point nine percent. So 4.9. it's a little bit scarier now. Yeah. Um, it's it was very different to what it looked like twelve months ago. Mm. Um, but so it's I've, like almost double, <laughs> double what you've got, Monique. <laughs> yeah. um, really, is it? Yeah. Do you know what your so it was what it like was two point two point something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think mine is 2.7 on the fixed portion. So, wow. But the variable rate in the time when I started looking a couple of months ago has already jumped up over a percent. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I might have made the wrong decision. I might have made the right decision. But I had to make a decision. So, I did split between variable and fixed in a portion that worked for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, we'll see, (laughs) see what happens. It was a bit scary to sort of lock in at a high rate compared to what we've seen for the last couple of years. But on the opposite side, if you're a saver and you've got a lot of cash in the bank because you're saving for your home deposit, banks are suddenly starting, like I saw ING and a few of the other banks come through with, oh, we're giving you over 2% on your savings accounts. Um, And that was all announced in the last few weeks. So I think we haven't had to, we haven't been able to look or shop around for better savings accounts in the last couple of years because they haven't, They've been paying virtually nothing. Mm. But now some of the banks are starting to come up with 
savings accounts paying over 2% interest. So I think it's time to start actually looking at where you're saving your money again and are you getting a really good interest rate? Well, I just, just quickly jumped on the Macquarie Bank website. This is an example, 2.75% for a term deposit for one year. So at the moment, there's a massive, well, what I could see, there's a massive difference between fixed rates and variable rates. It's because there's chief uncertainty in the market right now. Yeah. No one knows if the central banks, so that's the RBA in Australia, the Fed in the US and the Bank of England and many others around the world, will be able to control inflation and bring it back down. Normally, when they bring inflation back down by in- increasing interest rates, we go into a recession. Because if you think about it, you have to slow down the economy. It's too hot. So then you go backwards, typically. Um, and what happens is when we're at like the top of that, where we're starting to try and control it, and no one really knows what's going to happen next, um, the banks are extra cautious. That's why the fixed rates are higher, because they don't know if interest rates keep going up yeah. and they give you a lower rate, then they miss out. Mm. And if they, if you, you take that higher rate and interest rates drop, well, they're going to be making profit. But the variable rates, um, like I had, we had Chris Bates on the Investors Podcast. He basically said that over the long term, um, on average for most people, the variable rates work out to be just as good, if not better for people. So I think that's kind of Yeah, it's comfort. interesting because the RBA has actually been murmuring that they're going to, that people should expect more yeah. um, increases. So, yeah. But then again, like I guess there's a meme going around at the moment, a finance meme that around about, what was it, like six months ago, they were saying there'll be no interest rate increases until 2023, 2024. Mm. And now look at us, you know, yeah. biggest increase since what, Feb 2000? So, um, I mean, the, the reality is that no one knows for certain what's going to happen next. I guess that's the, the key thing here. So you've got to control what you can control. One of the things that, you know, it's not necessarily something you can control, but maybe something that you can influence is getting a pay rise. So a lot of people this time of year will probably be looking at a pay rise. You've, you've got to think about the businesses too that puts pressure on them because they've got inflation and they've got a pay rise to pay for. But um, a lot of people will be getting a pay rise to match inflation. Um, so the idea there is that even if inflation increases, you should be able to maintain your purchasing power. But if you find yourself like in a business that might struggle, um, you might not get the pay rise straight away. So that's where you, in inflation adjusted terms, you might go backwards a little bit. Yeah. Um, Kate, you obviously have a careers course on this. So there yeah. are things you Sometimes can do to get a pay rise. Sometimes you have to be a little bit creative and it may mean you have to look for a job at a different um, mm. different company because sometimes that's the only way to jump up that to that next pay bracket yeah. um, or even just negotiating some different terms with the company or maybe you want to take on some extra gig economy work just to smooth out the uh, the budget for a few months um, yeah. while the, the cost of lettuce is going up. <laughs> yeah, it's $8 I saw the other day. Yeah, I someone's saying $8 for a cos letters. But when I looked at Woolies, it was... 10. Well, yeah, I saw 11 as well. I can't even find lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, I don't think lettuce is like worth $16. Do you think? It's not I, that I great. I don't think a lettuce would be, yeah, no. Nah. Um, but you can get those, um, like the the lettuce mix. Mm. They're still yeah. reasonably priced. I got one of them the other day. <laughs> they, I, they don't exist at my supermarket. Oh, really? For like two weeks. Really? The shelves are bare. No, no lettuce maybe beer. I could. So you're in Northern Melbourne. Maybe I can. Um, Take some from my side of town, Please. ship it across and sell it for a premium. I've been selling this for two weeks. Selling this for two weeks. Okay. Um, so I guess at the end of the day, we've got um, a lot of people feeling anxious about what's going on. It's very different for a lot of people. If you're 30 years old or younger, uh, you probably haven't had any type of reference point for interest rates going up like this. So 
Um, but you, you, you just kind of have to take it as it comes, but also remember that this is quite normal. Uh, it's normal for interest rates to go up and down. Um, it does affect the economy. The things that you can control are like making sure that you're, you're employed, you've got a good secure job, you're becoming more and more valuable, you're learning gig economy work, like you said. Yeah, right. absolutely. And uh, one of the other strategies is just taking that brokerage app off your phone. If you're staring at it oh, every yeah. day, um, like when the US market went down four or five percent in one night last week, I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, really? What is going on? Um, but I think I don't mean stop investing. So yep. just because you take the brokerage off your phone doesn't mean you should stop investing. Um, but if it's becoming a trigger for you because you're looking at it every day and seeing the fact that your thousand dollars is now $900, that mm. could be quite scary. Yeah, it could be. And indeed it is for most people. Yeah. And you don't want to make a decision that you might regret. And I think that comes to, back to looking at the reasons why you invested in this ETF or share or whatever it is to begin with and mm. go back to your investing plan that maybe you wrote down why you invested in something. I mean, I don't always do that. No. So I don't follow my own advice half the time. But um, yeah, going back to the reasons why you did it and what your long-term goals are. Yeah, we've got in um, our new courses, uh, in the road trip courses that we've got on Rask Education, which are free, by the way, uh, we've got a download, a spreadsheet where you can put in your savings and it will do like a compound interest calculation and then you'll be able to track how much you are saving versus your goal. And at the end of the day, all you really need to know about like your long-term wealth plan is just put some realistic figures in that compound interest calculator, print it out or save it somewhere. And then just follow that plan. Um, it's it's actually surprisingly powerful just having like a very simple plan in place for times yeah. like this. Um, okay, I know you're you were a bigger spreadsheet kind of personal <laughs> wealth tracking guru than me for quite a long time, but it's so powerful to have that reference point to be like, this yeah. is why I'm doing it. This is where I'm heading. Especially at the start of your journey when you're just figuring everything out. I did find having a monthly check in and even just tracking your net worth was quite helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do it a lot less now um, because I'm not thinking about it all the time, but at the start, it was definitely something I was doing every week. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't check my brokerage account at all um, from day to day. The only reason I check it is if I get news, I get a, the Comsec and Stocklight apps send me um, alerts for companies that we recommend for RASC. Um, so if like one of our companies needs to be covered for our members, I do that. But that's the only reason I have an app on my phone. I, I, I don't think I've ever placed a trade through my phone. Really? No, never. I don't think I've ever wow. done it because I don't need to do it. I can just sit at my computer. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. So I just don't need to because I don't I only make like 10 or 20 decisions a year. It's really not that important when I place them. It's just that I place them every now and again. Um, yeah, so that's that. I'd say turn off the phone, get outside, keep tracking your goals. Um, and remember that over the ultra long term, this is quite normal. And I keep coming back to the stock market being a place that allows you to invest in value creation. So if you think Apple's going to be a bigger and better company, the stock market is the only place to do that, to invest in that. So um, that's just an example, but yeah. Okay, now that we've um, gone over the economic news, now the good part <laughs> of, the, uh, yes. of, the, of the, the conversation is around about money hacks, lessons, just some really basic stuff for 
for listeners. I feel like we should start with Monique. Okay. okay. <laughs> Monique, That's why it's the most ridiculous the stuff. The <laughs> you got the best stuff. Uh, this is one that we've been talking about Monique for over a Monique is the people's person. Yeah. Well, the people's person. <laughs> the people's person, exactly. That's what they call me. Um, yeah, so I've been using this app for quite quite a number of years and it's the McDonald's app. Um, oh. My Maccas, it's called. My Maccas. Yep. Um, it's where you get all the deals. All the deals. <laughs> all the deals. So they'll have like a weekly deal, um, for example, a $4 Big Mac meal with an extra cheeseburger, <laughs> which is personally my favorite. Um, so specific. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I just rush to Maccas. When I see that one, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm so in. But yeah, it's just like instead of spending like 20 bucks on a meal at Maccas, you know, you might not have Maccas that much. You can just spend like four bucks and then you satisfied so wait did you say you can get a big mac meal for four dollars yeah plus an extra cheeseburger wait what <laughs> sorry two burgers wait wait wait, wait. Yeah. four this is a small big mac meal small big mac meal extra cheeseburger i mean the price changes it could be six dollars but sometimes it's four dollars how often six dollars it depends like the deals rotate so that's one of them or it could be like a one dollar mcchicken or it could be like a two dollar two hash browns and small coffee like it's oh. great <laughs> That's humongous. I mean, it's always right. the dollar menu Wait, at Monique's house when, now. When Kate or I do one of ours, can, do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Can you Let's like have is. a look, see what the deal Let's is see. today? Because like we have to go somewhere for lunch. Kate would not no, be impressed Let's by this. Let's do it. But um, okay, because I feel like that would be like a small Big Mac meal plus a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger by itself these days is like three bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Joke. I think the hamburger these it. days are two dollars. So. Listeners don't know that Monique and Owen dragged me to Macca's for lunch <laughs> the other week, and it was not impressive. I mean, it's definitely not this the most healthiest an- tip, but you know, for a white snack. <laughs> well, it's financially know. healthy if you're saving that much money. The more you spend, the more you All save, right, right? Guys, okay? guys, guys. Here, here we go. Five ninety-five small double beef and bacon meal. Five ninety-five. Five ninety-five. Yep. So that's with the like fries and a drink. Yep. Wow. Just Savings. the thought of Maccas. Savings. Thank you very much for sponsoring this show, Maccas, <laughs> um, is enough to make me want to go and get it. I hate that. It's so powerful. Um, yeah. So, the, the, the in-joke is that we went to um, McDonald's here in Melbourne the other week and Kate uh, sat there <laughs> and didn't eat any of the Maccas except for one chip, one fry that was slid across the table. The willpower. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. It's how so are you not just so no desire. Oh, I wish I had oh that willpower. Gosh. I can't do it. Like just I see th- a fry and I'm, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought of it now makes me want to go and get it. But if you put Snitz chips in front of me, oh, yeah. this is not a money saving tip because they're quite expensive, but they're really good. <laughs> they are very expensive. Um, I have no willpower there. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah. So this is where we're going to see inflation bite probably over the next year is in food yeah. because of agricultural, um, all, all the issues that we're seeing with that globally. So maybe the fries get more expensive. Yeah. So we've got to consume now, Kate. Buy yeah. now. Yes. But Buy that is one way now. to deal with inflation is actually being a bit more creative yeah. with your spending on fruit because that's a pretty big area for a lot of people. And whether it's going to the bargain aisle in the supermarket when they've got stuff. You were telling me the other day I should be getting meat that's about to expire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do always do the quick sale meats at the supermarket. Yeah. Like they're going to go off tomorrow. And then I'll just chuck it straight in the freezer as soon as I get it. So Absolutely. cheap meat. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and it's buying so fruit and veg that's in season as well. Yep. Um, and just and it tastes better too. Yeah. And there's there's apps like I think Eat Club um, and yep. various places. If you are going out anyway, they'll they're trying to incentivize more people to come at a particular time of the day. And then there's often discounts uh, using yeah. apps like the Macca's app oh, or love the various. I'm sure other companies have similar schemes I'm going sure. on. Yep. Yeah, if you're in um, if you're in like Metro Melbourne or Sydney, in particular those two cities, um, the Eat Club app is like amazing. It's particularly if you're in an office and you can have flexibility around when you go to lunch because 
they would do it for like a set hour, like this is thirty percent off or whatever, and you just show them the yeah the app, and it's it's awesome, yeah. Mm. But that's okay. So my Mac is app, you just download it from the App Store. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. Like you do have to create an account, yeah, and I, have a oh, password. Oh, I forgot yeah. my password. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. that's the only annoying thing about it. But I mean. It's you, worth it for the deals. Okay. Do you get um? Do you get like rewards points or anything with that? Oh yeah, they just started like a rewards yeah, system right. as okay. well. So even if you, more incentive. Oh my god, so much more incentive. But like, yeah, if you reach like a thousand points or whatever, then they have a list of like free things that you can buy for free. Yep. Um, yeah. So they've just started that one too. Okay. It just gets better. This is like okay. This is. Yeah, game changer, Kate. This is by far the best, <laughs> the, the best money saving hack we've ever had on the show. It's the My Maccas app. Massive promo for Maccas. <laughs> not a sponsor, not affiliated. But um, if you work for Domino's or Hungry Jacks and you want to get featured on the show, please let us know because we will do that next month if you give us a free meal. So all we cost is four dollars. All we cost <laughs> is four dollars. If you can give us like a whopper meal for four bucks, to we're get, all aboard. Take advantage of Owen's time. You just need to give him a burger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's Monique's, uh, which is wonderful. Kate, that's a really tough act to follow. What have you got for us? Well, mine was less a hack, but more about how I was saving some money through the uh, the property journey mm-hmm. um, because That's I good. did end up, since we last spoke um, for Money and Chill last month, I did end up purchasing a place, yep. um, which is pretty crazy process. And I did realize that it is so different to buying shares. Yep. In my mind, I was just like, oh, there's different asset classes, there's shares, we can invest in ETS, property, blah, blah, blah. But the feeling of buying a property is like completely opposite ends. Like mm. buying your first place, nothing like buying shares. Like it's, it's how, how do you mean? Is it more like joy, more happiness, more but a- also, anxiety? I think happiness is like a much bigger decision. There's like a lot more that can go wrong and it could affect other people as well. Whereas mm. shares, I can just deal with my brokerage account. I don't need a deal. At the end of the day, I'm just, I'm making the decision. Whereas buying a property, you're dealing with uh, a solicitor, you're dealing with real estate agents, you're dealing with all sorts of other people, the bank, the lender, and there's lots of different interweaving figures and Mm. you're signing contracts and you're trying to move money into certain bank accounts. And it's just like a lot of organization, not having to buy a fridge. What Um, fridge did you go with? Do you remember? uh, I think it was a Hisense fridge. There's actually quite a lot. There's not much stock in Australia for... uh, White goods. white goods at the moment so oh, no. i oh, had really? to yeah had to sort of filter through the lack of stock to find something that worked Interesting. um but yeah it's just such a different process and also people don't really care when you buy shares or etfs yeah like, i would care like i was super excited when monique bought her first <laughs> etf but i don't think many other people in your life well probably- i guess like just like social media wise you always see people like with the sold sign yeah but you don't see them oh i just bought a share on the social yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think people yeah. should celebrate their first share or etf purchase we should have parties for that yeah we need to yes. get some, some confetti that we throw yes. up every time we make an investment because people get really excited about going into debt and buying their first home and you can have your social media post and mm-hmm. everyone in the family's like, oh, I want to see it, want pictures. But when you buy your first share of ETF, no one cares. No one cares. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> we should celebrate when people in our lives make their first share or ETF investment because it is a big deal um, and you don't have to buy property. So I think we should have parties for making our first okay. investment. In we shares. should make that the theme of our first event that we yes. do post-COVID. We'll is celebrate everyone's first investment. We'll you can all tell us your first investment. Free wine, beer, or soft drink as you walk in the door if you've made an investment. Yeah. I, yeah, like I think it. that I think it should be celebrated. Okay. What about if you bought a property? What do you get? 
nothing. You can also be celebrated. <laughs> okay, you can be celebrated. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a very expensive process. There's so many different things that come up, like looking through body corporate documents and getting things reviewed and all the different government fees and paying stamp duty and paying this thing and trying to connect all the utilities. Like it's, it's a whole different process. Mm, it is. How did you save money? <laughs> At the moment, I feel like I've just spent money out of my ears. Uh, so I'm not sure if I've saved a whole lot, but I did go to... I compared quite a few things when I was getting white goods. I'm getting furniture from various friends and family. Uh, Monique's given me a few things. I've got a Kate box currently. <laughs> a what? I've got a Kate box. So what's in it? I've got some plates. I've got some little cups. Um, I may have found some more things last night. I'm not sure yet. Um, yep, <laughs> She's still there. deciding I've if she wants collected. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, do I have room for this? <laughs> well, think about it. How many plates and cups do you, does one actually need? Like, I use like two plates. Yeah, we've got like... 30, 40 cups in our yeah. cupboard. I'm like, I probably use two. That's a pretty big party to yeah. use all of those. Yeah. Ones. And there's like a, a wine glass for every occasion. I'm like, yep. to be honest, I could drink red wine out of anything. anything. <laughs> I could drink it straight out of the bottle, to be honest. <laughs> but that's lots of people have spare stuff going around their home. So before like rushing out and buying everything, hmm. it's just like letting people know. And a lot of people have older stuff from their wedding like 20, 30 years yeah. ago that they want to oh, yeah, I've definitely on. inherited a lot of wedding gifts yeah. from my family <laughs> or furniture they don't really want anymore it's been in the garage or the storage shed for a while um and even having a look at op shops that's my plan once i work out what else i'm missing um i've been mm. told that you can get pretty good things for the house around some of the big op shops especially yeah. if you go into some of the nicest suburbs no, i've yeah, sure. recommended to check out the ones in paran and south yarra and melbourne yeah um so yeah just trying to not go crazy and i don't need everything straight away so just taking time with it rather than like rushing into buying things that you don't necessarily want long-term. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Like I think I feel like with our home buying journey, when you buy the house, you're so excited. You probably walk past it, drive past it multiple times before you actually move in. You think, oh, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. But then you get in there and it's a different experience mm. and you actually just need the time in the place to then think about how you're going to make it your own. Yeah. And you as exciting as it is to move in and have everything ready to go, sometimes it's okay, and in fact, it's probably better to not have everything and then design it as you go. Yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of like what I did. Like I was forced into um, taking it really slow because I bought and then moved in, and then it was lockdown, so I couldn't really go out and buy everything all at once. Yep. But then that forced me to slow down and actually like think about what I wanted and how I wanted to like make things nice and pretty. Mm. And I, I like that way. Yeah, for yeah. sure, it's great. Um, well, that's. Pretty good, Kate. Like, um, I'll give you um, a tip for everyone that wants to know what fridge or mattress or whatever. Choice is a really good website. You do pay a subscription, but they are uh, not for profit. It's a really good independent organization. Um, maybe you can share a choice subscription with a friend. Yeah, you were supposed to give me your login I so know. I can compare mattresses. <laughs> I know. Um, to be honest, I say that about choice, but I actually let it expire. I checked and I was going to share it with you. Oh. Hopefully, choice isn't listening. My other tip <laughs> is clove oil getting a small bottle of clove oil, mixing it with water to the right measurements, and you can spray that in your bathroom and it deters mold. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Just quickly, what is clove oil? Like what actually? Made of cloves. No, <laughs> anyway. It looks like a little pod or something. So I was researching because I was paranoid about the mold situation and clove oil is a good solution for deterring mold and clearing up mold. Oh, wow. um, yeah, you've got to dilute it with water, but it was even on one of the government's websites in Australia. To ah. deal with mold after the floods and things like that. So, oh wow, cool. there you go. clove oil, thirteen mil, fourteen forty nine at Chemist Warehouse. Oh, it's don't not. pay eighteen eighty nine. It says, yeah, there it was, you go. 
It was quite expensive for a little bottle, but you dilute it with water in a spray bottle. So that's my... Just quickly, while we're on Chemist Warehouse here, they say don't pay $18.89. So then they put their price in big letters above it. Like where do they get the don't pay from? Like, does that come from like another shop or do they just put a random number there? Maybe like, they pull it in from Priceline or one of the expensive pharmacies. Okay, I feel like we need to get to your money okay, yeah, hacks. I've got the best um, one. So, um, this one's more for the fellas, I guess. Uh, Kate, when we were preparing for this episode, um, had under my tip, she pre-filled it for me, DIY hair regrowth serums. And this was a joke, but it actually, there is a DIY mixture that my mum got for me. Shout out, mum. Castor oil. Apparently, you can put that in your hair, massage it into your scalp. Have you tried Boom. yet? I did try it once. Yeah. My hair was very oily and I didn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just copping it sweet now. Um, but I've got a few. I put this out on Twitter. Um, for those of you that follow me, you may have seen it. Uh, just for people to just give me some of their money hacks. And Pete Wargent, who's an author and economist, said the work from home expenses, which we talk about in the tax series, uh, work from home expenses if you work any days at home, Please look at this ruling in the kind of the ATO rulebook. It is really powerful. I think Jacob Fennec and I calculated uh, if you work from home every day for like the whole year, you could save in a tax deduction, say you could claim, I think it's about $1,440 or something. So that's a pretty good, if you have a 30% tax rate, that's what, four or 500 bucks saving. So if you work from home, please make the most of that if you do your own taxes. Um, the, the thing we mentioned before about inflation is some people will get pay rises this time of year. So if you do get a pay rise, instead of taking that money, see if you can put that somewhere. So see if you can put it into super or if you uh, prefer to invest outside of super, put it in a brokerage account. Just set it up as an automation. Um, use robots to help you save basically. And um, if you do put it in super, remember that you can claim a tax deduction. So if you put super in uh, money into super before June 30th, you fill out a form called a notice of intent to claim. Yeah. Send that to your um, super fund. And by the way, that form's available on the ATO or on your super funds website. They acknowledge it. They send you written notice to say, yes, we got your contribution. Yes, we've noted it. They'll take apply. out the tax. So They'll you'll suddenly the notice yep. a deduction in your account. Yep. And then you can claim that. So, yep. and also I think what's valid now is while you're there, why not consider reviewing your insurance and your um your investment strategy i changed mine to higher risk which is probably a bit scary for a lot of people but i was in this index diversified option from australian super and recently i changed that to be more aggressive i did a diy mix like where i do it myself um, and i did more aggressive because i think why not i've got a long time and prices are down so be more aggressive inside my super fund um, don't like be one of those people, please, that go into your super fund and then change everything completely. Like there's a lot of people that went in COVID and they went in and changed it to cash or like to, to a really safe option. And then they never changed it back out when the prices began to rally and they lost so much money. So please don't be one of those people. Like remember money's in super for a long time. Okay. So I've got two more. One is really big. Um, it's almost as big as the Big Mac. Uh, Macadies that we've got here in the notes. Um, I, I saw a really interesting thing on a, from a blog recently about doing a no spend day. This is a day where you just kind of fast. Um, you take your, you your cash. Eat the food that you've got at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So fast from a financial sense. Yeah. So you take the cash out of your wallet. You take the cards out of your wallet. Apple Pay for you, Kate. Be careful with that. <laughs> um, and it, it works. Like if you if you work from home or you're working from an office or you know even if you're a tradie. Take your food 
to, uh, to, to work, like use leftovers or whatever, and just have one day of the week where you don't spend anything. So nothing. You don't take your wallet out, maybe unless to tap your public transport card or whatever. You do not pay for anything. And if you find that really easy, then do it once a week, every week. Have a day where it's like religion. You do not spend any money at all. I feel like that's a really simple thing, particularly when time's going to Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. But it's easy for me because I'm at home. <laughs> so yeah. like I, I don't have to, you know. Yeah. Um, do it on one of your work from home days. Yeah, that's seems it. Like the well, yeah, option. yeah. I was just <laughs> yeah, going to say, it, like, yeah. it's really easy but when you, can, you work from home. But it's also a win, right? Like, you can, you know, even if it is easier when you work from home, at least you've done it. Yeah, exactly. It might yeah. force you to be a bit more creative. That's it. Yeah. So that's my one little challenge. But I do have something bigger and more impressive um, to share with the audience you spent today. A long time working on. I was spending a long time working on this. Full workings are available upon request. I have chickens. I have three chickens: April, May, and June. And I was trying to work out what the return on investment on those chickens are. I've been giving the eggs away for free, but I think based on my calculations, if I consume two eggs a day, get this, two eggs a day, I need three chickens to give me the eggs and be able to sell some every year. And that would not only pay for itself, I would save like, I think it's $200 a year compared to Woolies. So that is my- How much are you selling your eggs for? Well, this is, the, this is the assumption that we put into this very sophisticated model. <laughs> Woolies currently, you can get free range, air quotes, free range Woolies branded chick, chicken eggs for like six bucks or five bucks something. Um, but you were saying you pay eight bucks, was it? Yeah, for the Josh's Rainbow eggs because they do jumbo sized eggs, which are great when you boil them because you feel like you've got a proper meal. Oh, right. I think they're $9 though. <laughs> $9, right. Okay. I feel like proper free range eggs. Like I've got... F- Three chickens on like a quarter of acre block. I feel like that's proper free range. That's the primo free yeah, range chicken. Definitely. I could probably sell them for, I don't know, the seven dollars. The worms are organic. The dirt's organic. It's all organic. So I'm thinking seven or eight bucks. Um, in which case, I've only put four dollars into my model. So I could be, you know, have you good costed money. the food? Yeah. So the food's twenty five dollars a bag. They consume on average two point one nine bags a year so it's 55 dollars per chicken per year yeah chickens cost 20 dollars to buy um i just got these genetically modified <laughs> chickens that just lay a lot of eggs yeah um it's a pretty good deal so if you consume two eggs a day you need three chickens to make it worth your while that's the number if you do two if you do two chickens you're not going to get your two eggs a day because they don't always lay an egg every day i'm glad you thought this all through for us <laughs> that's it so for anyone listening chicken tip buy three chickens if you want two eggs and it'll pay for itself if you sell some there Excellent. you go how good is it that's so good. <laughs> it's not as good as the big i mean Mickey nothing's D's, gonna beat mine you want some chickens running around your apartment oh definitely yeah i reckon i could fit maybe one you just could. out on the balcony yeah, out on the yeah, balcony yeah i was in sydney when we we're doing some recordings not too long ago and there was a gigantic rabbit in an apartment and it um it just lived on like the balcony, but it was on like the street level. Oh, yeah. So you could put your hand through and pat the, the rabbit. And it was a gigantic rabbit. It was like bigger than a laptop. Yeah. What did- My sister was showing me these pictures of giant rabbits that were like yeah. the size of a dog, but I didn't know if it was a joke or yeah. if it was a real picture. No, yeah. There's some huge rabbits out there. Like, I think they're from like Scandinavia, like those rabbits. Sheep. Yeah, they're huge. They're enormous. Like the size of a dog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. You can get one. Um, you I'll can double it on the as a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, we could get ahead, us, ahead of yeah. ourselves, um, but I think Monique maybe takes the A plus today. Kate, yours was very practical and very 
very yeah. good. Yeah, well, one, once I've actually had a bit of more time, I'll have some better savings tips because at the moment I don't feel like I've saved anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very expensive few months. Yeah, but you've done it. You've done it right. So um, yeah, you've, well, you've looked around. You've mm. realised you don't need everything brand new. Mm. So that's great. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrapped up today's episode was the road trip courses we've just launched in the background. Yeah, that's it. We haven't made a big deal out of these. There are six free courses on RASC education. We've taken many months to put these together. These courses are very, very, very powerful. These are probably. As a combined group, the most influential courses we'll ever release for our audience because they focus on all the different facets of money, psychology, how you behave with money, taxes, everything, and they all link together. We call it a road trip because you're going on a journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, there's a few cool graphics, but you really just make your way through each of the six courses and they all link together. And mm-hmm. hopefully by the end of it, you've got a bit more of a financial foundation than you did before. Yeah. So- um, so yeah, the graphics are so fun. I love them so much. <laughs> yes. Monique's been making a fun little animated video yeah, to go with it. I had such a great time yesterday making a little video. That's so much fun. So if you see a video <laughs> on social media from us um, and it, it's a bit of a promo for the road trip, that's all Monique's handiwork. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you go through, you start at psychology and money and then you go to budgeting basics ditch the debt, get rich slow, protecting your future, which is about super and insurances. And then you finally end up with tax crash course, which is just a highlight to finish the journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually good timing at the moment with yeah. our end of financial year coming up. Yeah. So, uh, and hundred percent tax is very important. It's a bit boring, sure, but it's this, the course makes it fun. And it's these courses, just so you know, are designed so that you can finish them in one sitting. So they're not like our longer, bigger courses. These are like you go to the website, you enroll, you finish the course there and then. And so for that reason, they're very punchy. Like we're not waffling. We're not dragging out videos or podcasts for ages. If you're time poor, these are perfect and you can do one at a time. Yeah. And that gives you a taste for the other courses we've got that are a bit more like our ETF course would take a lot a couple of hours to go yeah. through. So these ones so that might have like a five minute video and I think all of them have a download or some type of yeah, um, resource a, that you a can access. to go with it. So yeah. you can um, make a copy in Google Sheets and then fill that in with your goals and your budget and just use that as something to put all of your information in one spot. Yeah. You know, our most popular episodes on our podcast are often like the back to basics style episodes. These cover them all. Um, all of those topics from the the six most important areas of your financial life. So we put a lot of effort into these. We we undenied about whether they should be premium or free, but we think this is our way to make sure that everyone in Australia has access to the right information. So please go ahead, enroll in these courses, share them with your friends. Um, you'll see it on social media. It's a really big thing for us, a really pu- a big part of our mission. It's probably like the core part of our mission. So please share it with your friends, share it with your family members that need to get on top of their finances or just start investing. They're, they're awesome. They're seriously cool. Yep. We'll put links in the show notes and keep an eye out on our social media accounts as well because we'll uh, share links there. So yeah. make it nice and easy for you. Great work. Great work, team. Um, okay. So that brings us to the end of money and chillflation. Monique, all in purple today. I'm all in purple. That's it. For those of you that aren't watching, Monique does have a, a purple blazer, lipstick, yeah. earrings, I think shoes, with the lipstick. Converse, <laughs> socks. Oh, they can't see your shoes, but they're pretty epic. Should I stand maybe, up? Maybe. <laughs> Is your watch purple too? 
Oh, it's kind of pinky purple. Oh, yeah, pinky yeah, purple. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> wow, okay. Showing us up. Yeah. Monique does pick a very coordinated outfit for the office. I love yeah. a coordinated outfit. <laughs> it looks good. It looks great. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Monique. She's the fun to our finance. Yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's how we can end this show. Monique, Kate, thanks for joining me. It's good to be here. All good. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.